Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is The Surge Effect, and I'm your host, Mike Surge. This podcast will be talking about anything and everything, life in general to current events and past events, and all things about this beautiful and wonderful world that we live in. And this podcast, well, it'll probably have an effect on you. Before we get started on today's podcast, let's talk about two different sponsors that we have. Our first sponsor is Love My Legs Own Sound Grey Bruce. Click on the link below in the description and head on over to their website, which is a Facebook site. has all different kinds of women's leggings on there, and they have three different styles of waistbands. And they are the only lifetime guarantee in the business. So head on over to their their website, their Facebook page, and check out what they have to offer. Our second sponsor for today is T-Shirts, She-Shirts. Once again, click on the link below in the description and head on over to their website and see what they have to offer. They are more than just a T-Shirt company. All right, let's get started with today's podcast. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Surge Effect. In this episode of The Surge Effect, we are going to be talking a little bit about uh, what's been on the news the last week or so is um, January 6th and some of the videos that have been released and, um, you know, the insurrection is what they were calling it there for a while. I don't know if they still do or not, but um, we're going to go over a few things and uh, I'm just going to throw up some videos and uh, talk a little bit about uh, each one and leave your comments in the uh, comment section below what you think about certain things uh, whether you agree with it whether you don't um, or your thoughts on some of these videos I'm about to show you as well um, some of the things I've seen over the last little while um, that they've released uh, makes you question um, the validity of what transpired um, pictures are worth a thousand words and videos are even better um, so anyway, let's um, let's get started. And uh, the first one, of course, let's just go off with Trump um, telling people to go peacefully and patriotically to the to the Capitol. That's the first thing that he said. And uh, for some reason, people think that he caused this insurrection, and and uh, you know they don't want him to run for president because of it. But uh, this is what he said, and these are his words. So here we go. and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated, lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today we will see whether Republicans stand strong for integrity of our elections, but whether or not... So there you have it. Peacefully and patriotically is exactly what he said. So, of course, people did show up. They went over there, and they were just out the front. They were just doing peacefully, doing their protest, what they're they're allowed to do in the United States of America, just like we are here in Canada, unless you're an Ottawa trucker. Um, Anyway, I'm going to show you this little clip here, and... um, there's a timer running in the lower right-hand corner. You can't really see it because my picture's over it. But anyway, um, you'll notice that there's like tear gas that goes off, and then all of a sudden the crowd moves forward. 
And um, you kind of go, well, wow, what, what was the big rush here? Well, you'll see here in a minute. So I'm going to play this video, and you'll see the line of the police officers. You'll see the line of them, and then they'll back up because you'll see gas. See the smoke in the, in the, in the right side and the left side? You'll see that smoke. That's tear gas. And you'll see why, and see there's a lot to the right, it, and that the cops hey, are... Rich has a 40. Rich, over here. 40. 40. Put it out. Right, right, right. Wherever the hell I'm from, here. Right over there, put it out. Hey, Rich. Yeah. Put it up the fucking scaffolding. All right. Hey, I'll make sure... Oh, no. Yeah. No. You're going to fill us up. Fill us up. Hey, we're going to fill us up. Everything. We're firing up in the air, Rich. Over there. So what happened there was this guy named Rich, one of these cops, they, uh, he went to fire off a uh, 40 mil uh, smoke tear grass grenade and uh, it backfired and it went into the police and of course now they're all coughing and hacking and they're all backing up because they're they got hit with their own gas. <laughs> so if you go on to my YouTube channel, of course, if you're just listening to this uh, on a podcast, you check out my YouTube channel and you'll see that video. Of, uh, of what actually transpired there. Um, yeah, so the crowd kind of surged forward a little bit because the police had to back up because they tear gassed themselves. Kind of bizarre. So anyway, this is the Mitch McConnell, well, you know, they call him uh, Turtle. He's a guy that uh, froze at the uh, podium there about a month or so ago and everyone thought he had a stroke. Um, also the same guy that was having a hard time in the polls and asked uh, Trump for a favor. And Trump backed him, and he got back in again. This guy is a fossil. He's been around for about 50 years. And uh, I feel sorry for the American people that got to put up with this nonsense of these people that have been in forever and have done diddly shit, just like up here in Canada. People have been around for a long time and have done nothing for the constituents, nothing for the actual citizens. Here's his take on January 6th. Give me my view of what happened January the 6th. And we're all... We're here. We're here. We, we, we saw what happened. It was a violent insurrection for the purpose of trying to prevent the peaceful transfer of power after a legitimately certified election from one administration to the next. That's what it was. With regard to the suggestion that the RNC should be in the business of picking and choosing Republicans who ought to be supported uh, traditionally, the view of the National Party Committees is that we support all members of our party, regardless of their p positions on some issues. Do you have confidence in her, Robert McDaniel, chairman of the committee? Uh, I, 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 now, Ronald McDaniel, she was the uh, chairman of the uh, RNC. You'll uh, see her name here in a minute as well, because uh, I have... Someone mentioned her name in a bit, and you'll see in a bit. Um, so anyway, let's go back to January 6th. Um, this little video clip here is um, of a few different people, a few different reporters asking some questions about January the 6th. 
And um, who's telling the truth and who's lying? It's always a good question when you watch this stuff. Uh, somebody's lying. And I think I know who it is. Capitol building on January 6th, but the offer was rejected. Is that true? Do you know? So basically what he just asked was supposedly Donald Trump offered like uh, thousands and tens of thousands of troops to go, go to the Capitol building. And then it was refused. Here we go. Is that to be true? Well, his own acting secretary of defense says that's not true. Chris Miller has testified publicly that Donald Trump never issued any order to deploy the guard to protect the Capitol. Uh, and, and so I would point people to his own secretary of defense's public testimony. So the four of you that I've had an opportunity to interview now confirm that on January 4th in the Oval Office that you heard Donald Trump authorize up to 20,000 troops, Cash Patel, uh, two days before January 6th even happened. Tell us about that meeting. Yeah, it's not one of those, thanks again, Sean, like Chris said, for having us, especially on D-Day, to talk about this serious matter. It's not one of those meetings you forget. The Secretary of Defense, Chris Miller, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, the Chief of Staff to the President of the United States of America, Mark Meadows, and the President of the United States himself in the Oval Office talking about some of the most serious national security threats we were facing, and then we pivoted to setting up for January 6th, and Mr. Trump unequivocally authorized up to 20,000 National Guards men and women for us to utilize should the second part of the law, the request, come in. But those requests never did, as you highlighted. Let, let, me, let me be very clear. Both of you said this under oath, under the threat of a penalty of perjury to the committee? Oh, absolutely, Sean. And to be clear, Cash brought it up best. The meeting was uh, one, of, it was one of the serious kind of heavy meetings I've been in, and it was about a foreign threat that was directed towards the United States, which obviously we can't talk to you for, about. So there you go. That's Christopher Miller. He's a, he was the former acting secretary of defense. They were all in a uh, meeting together with Trump, and Trump did, in fact, authorize up 20,000 troops uh, before January 6th even occurred, and they all turned it down. And you kind of go, why? Why did they turn it down? Why did they not want all that extra help there? To help out the uh, Capitol Police, who in fact, they found out later that they were like half staff. They didn't have proper equipment. A uh, lot of questions. This is what I said at the start of the podcast. It uh, makes you wonder what the hell is going on. So here's a little clip of uh, um, Nancy Pelosi and um, George Stephanopoulos is asking her some questions. But it's interesting how she, how she words um, the answer to one of his questions. And um, I'll play it here for you, and you'll get an understanding of what she's saying. On this nomination. Well, we have our options. We have arrows in our quiver that I'm not about to discuss right now. Uh, but the fact is, we have a big challenge in our country. This president has threatened to not even accept the results of the election uh, with statements that he and his henchmen have made. So uh, right now, uh, our main goal, and I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg would want that to be, would be to protect the integrity of the election as we protect the American people from the coronavirus. And that's, we, I have faith in the American people on this Sunday morning. I hope and pray we have a vaccine and that it will be soon, but it must be safe and efficacious when we do, not one day sooner, not one day later than that. But the So basically when she was saying about these quivers in her, in her, uh, bag of tricks 
uh, I don't, I don't know what she's even talking about. I have an idea, but um, politics, it's a, it's a dirty, dirty game. But uh, talking about uh, COVID and the vaccine and all that stuff, um, I think my personal opinion is there's, there were some shenanigans going on, not only in the States, but in Canada and around the world. And um, all these little bits of information that have, that have popped up since COVID's disappeared, it hasn't disappeared totally. It'll be out there just like MRSA, MRSA and, and, uh, and SARS and all the other ones that have been around. It'll still be out there. But um, this isn't what people think it is, and that's my personal opinion. But here's a doctor um, at one of the senatorial hearings, and uh, listen to what he has to say, because just because Nancy Pelosi brought it up, I just wanted to uh, play this uh, clip of this doctor at this uh, congressional hearing. Misinformation. The greatest perpetrator of misinformation during the pandemic has been the United States government. Misinformation that COVID was spread through surface transmission, that vaccinated immunity was far greater than natural immunity, that masks were effective. Now we have the definitive Cochrane review. What do you do with that review? Cochrane is the most authoritative evidence body in all of medicine and has been for decades. Do you just ignore it, not talk about it? That myocarditis was more common after the infection than the vaccine. Not true. It's four to 28 times more common after the the vaccine. That young people benefit from a booster. Misinformation. Our two top experts on vaccines quit the FDA in protest over this particular issue, pushing boosters in young, healthy people. The data was never there. That's why the CDC never disclosed hospitalization rates among boosted Americans under age 50. The vaccine mandates would increase vaccination rates. The George Mason University study shows it didn't. It did one thing. It created never-vaxxers who are now not getting the childhood vaccines they need to get. Okay, so I just wanted to play that little clip just because Pelosi was talking about, uh, about COVID and all that. So, of course, I'm going to get back to, of course, January the 6th. And so, like I said, all these videos have been released. So here's a video clip. And um, like I said, if you're listening to this just uh, uh, on the um, on an, on the app or just listening to it, head on over to the uh, uh, my YouTube page channel and listen and actually watch the video that I'm about to show you. You'll be able to watch it a little bit better and understand a little bit better. Um, this one here is literally of police officers being let in or police officers letting in. Uh, protesters, and right there it says at the entrance from the uh, Capitol West Terrace, an officer is holding the door for the people to enter. Uh, I'll read some of these headings as the clips uh, roll by. And uh, when the other people at the front of the Capitol were getting tear gassed, this was going on at the side doors and whatnot. So I'll play a little bit of this for you. Sorry about the music. It's a little bit of a downer but uh, anyway yeah so here come some protesters there's the police officers they just stand there and they're you know they're bumping fist bumping people and stuff no problem holding the door for them uh bradley knowlton and his friends approached they believed they were being led into the capitol uh capitol police officers opened up the door for them literally there it shows a picture of still picture of there's there's his hand you can see it right through the glass pushing the door open for them Letting them to come on in. Sure, come on in. Yeah, that's it. Waving them in. 
So Bradley Knowlton walked in with all his friends, no problem. And uh, they got their cameras out and their uh, and their phones are just walking around taking pictures. They're not wrecking anything. They're not destroying anything. They're not, um, you know, burning anything. They're just walking up the stairs, walking down the hallway. Capitol Police let Brady and others walk up to the Capitol Rotunda. So there they are. They, you'll see in a minute they're up in the Rotunda. Just looking around, once again, taking pictures of each other. And uh, in the Rotunda, uh, Brady walked around peacefully, taking videos and photos like he was a tourist, just like a tourist would. Anywhere else, as you can see from the video here, that uh, they're just in the Rotunda and they're just taking pictures, waving flags. Um, they're not destroying anything, wrecking anything, not vandalizing anything. Brady and his friends took photos of each other thinking that they were allowed to be in the Capitol. Thinking they were allowed to be in there because it is the people's house. They always call it the people's house and they were let in by the police officers. Brady eventually asked police how he could exit. He left voluntarily, thanking the officers on the way out, even tapping them. Hey, thanks a lot there, bud. Thanks, appreciate it. doing a good job. Holding the door and off he goes. January 6, 2021, uh, Brady Nolton was, and it was entirely peaceful. He was entirely peaceful. And for what you just saw and what he did, they gave him some serious jail time. They're entirely peaceful. The government charged Brady with a 20-year felony. He could spend up to 20 years away from his children for, for what you just saw there. So, we have the same thing here in Canada. We have four people that are out in Alberta, out in Coots. They're called, they're called the Coots Four, sitting out there, uh, no bail. Still been there since since the uh, convoy in Ottawa. Political prisoners, basically, is what they are. I believe political prisoners because they stood up against government. They stood up against what they thought was tyrannical and overstepping, overreaching. And for that, that's what happens. So there's one clip. Uh, I'll show you that was of Brady. And uh, here's another one of uh, protesters just going through the building, going through the Capitol. And uh, once again, uh, I don't think there's any music to this one. They're just, they're just walking along, saw all this talk. There's a fellow there in a red jacket. Um, this young man committed suicide because they charged him with being a terrorist. And uh doesn't look too much like a terrorist, does he? He's uh, saying hi to the police officer. He's got his phone up. He's, he's filming stuff. And uh, there they are again. The police officer is just standing off to the side. No big deal. The ones in front of them are saying, yep. Yeah. And they're just looking behind, seeing if they're coming. Yeah, there they go. Just fall, almost like they're being like lambs to the slaughter. You know, it's almost like they're being led. Because they want them to go that way. Um, once again, no violence. Um, not breaking anything. There's no, they're not even knocking over a podium or, or a, a nothing. They're just walking along. And their cell phones out taking pictures. And for that, these people get a lot of time in prison. And uh, the one fellow, like I said, committed suicide because he uh, was charged with a terrorist act. Um, 
So these these types of videos that have come out uh, in the last uh, little while, there'll be more coming, I'm sure, about January 6th. It'll probably be a big eye-opener for a lot of people. Um, all boils down to uh, people think that uh, there was some shenanigans going on with the election, and uh, Democrats would say, oh, there's been zero evidence, zero evidence in regards to election uh, uh, fraud and all this other stuff. These catch words, right? And uh, if you were to say this to other people, media shuts you down because you don't want to have an open mind and look into it, right? So I'm just going to show you a couple quick little videos, and this is uh, a testimony. This was testimony at a hearing in regards to uh, people that voted, and I believe this was in Michigan. And these people that voted are dead voters, people that have died. And so if there's no election shenanigans how can dead people vote that's just one in a nutshell here we go we found several other things using uh, open source data um, there is a, uh, a gentleman named Eric Lutzen and um, he has matched up a list he started looking at voters above the age of 80 that were um, registered for voting and and did vote on uh, in, in Michigan and 17,327 uh, Michigan voters also had a corresponding obituary. And uh, I didn't print that whole thing out, but I can give you that uh, website for the tabular data. Um, and it's uh, about 350 pages or so. 17,327 dead people voted Michigan. Evidence. He just presented it at a hearing. Almost 18,000 people. So in the, uh, the essence of time, I'll uh, close it out. We'll be happy to, uh, to chat to if, if there's any. So they'll uh, probably ask him some questions, but the, the gentleman that he was talking about that uh, has more evidence is this gentleman right here. And this is the fellow that here that does it again at another hearing, uh, releases the same information. This is an oversight committee in regards to it. Personally, the following are only a few of the most egregious items witnessed. I was not allowed to perform my job, and from what I observed, were any of the GOP challengers in accordance with Michigan laws. We were constantly prevented from getting close enough to see what was going on with, the, uh, respect, uh, with respect to the ballots. Procedures were not being properly followed when we brought these to the attention of the supervisors. Our concerns were dismissed and ignored. Uh, we observed ballots being backdated from 11-4 to 11-2 and data being entered into the computers for these mail-in ballots. Poll workers were entering ballot information from new mail-in ballots including dates of birth of 1-1-1900 into the electronic <clears throat> poll books and processing those ballots for tabulation. Uh, the information was not entered, wasn't in either the electronic poll book or the paper supplement book prior to that. Uh, there's been uh, lots and lots of reports after the election counting process. Uh, first of all, I did email a copy of what I'm reading from to each of the Republican senators and the House of Representative members. Uh, so I'd be happy to provide this to you. Uh, uh, dead people were voting. I sent a website to that effect and the list that uh, they had up to that date was 17,327 randomly checked Michigan voters that were 
registered for voting and were above the age of 80, every name on this list has voted in the 2020 election, check for yourself, and has also been found in one or more of the obituaries online. Uh, this is the most important election in my lifetime, and I think the most important election in the history of our republic. Every legislator, whether seated in the House or the Senate, whether Democrat or Republican, took an oath to defend the U.S. and state constitutions of uh, the U.S. and Michigan against enemies both foreign and domestic. Time is of the essence, and now is the time to fulfill that oath. Uh, despite what the media is telling everyone, there are mountains of evidence that voter fraud occurred on a massive scale, the likes of which we've never witnessed in the country. So what he just said there? There has been huge amounts of voter fraud, right? I'll just back up a little bit again and just let him say that one more time. Evidence that voter fraud occurred on a massive scale, the likes of which we've never witnessed in the country. The likes of which they've never seen in the country. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. But the Democrats would have you believe that there's nothing to see here. It's all smoke and mirrors, right? It's like a uh, it's like a magic trick, right? You know, magicians when they do something, usually they do sleight of hand. They do something over here, and while they're doing something over here, and you're looking over there, they're slipping something in this way here, so you don't see what's going on, right? That's always been happening. It's always distraction. They're distracting you, showing you something else, and something else is going on. There's been shit going on here. There's no no doubt in my mind. And uh, here's uh, here's Joe Rogan even talking a little bit about it. And uh, Joe doesn't even, he's not a real big Trump guy. And uh, either am I. I mean, I'm just, a, I want to be a fair guy. I don't care if it's, you know, if, if it's Mr. Jones and, and Mr. Smith. Just make it even. Just, just, make it, just make it fair. But they're not fair, right? It doesn't seem fair. And if it's not fair, then they need to sort it out. But here's Joe Rogan talking about the election when he says about people saying about things being rigged. The election... It was, even if it wasn't rigged, he's still saying it. But even if it wasn't rigged, let's say it wasn't rigged. Let's say it was a, a fair and and uh, that's who won and that's how it was going to be. Biden won for sure. It was rigged by the media for sure. It was rigged by the media. How was it rigged by the media, Joe? Or just the Hunter Biden laptop case and the Russia collusion case. Just those two things. Yeah. Just those two narratives that they knew were not true, that they pushed out in front of everybody, and that we know, you know, had to do with trying to get rid of Trump. That was a big, that's, that, that is. One over-reporting and one under-reporting. Yeah. Yeah. That is, in many ways, that's. That's, that's an attempt to manipulation. Yeah, it's manipulation of a public narrative. It's a ma manipulation of what the people think is real and not real. Everybody thought he was in collusion with Russia. It's what everybody thought. It's what they, they, they were, there was all these mainstream except Fox News. Yeah. They were the only ones. They were the only ones that weren't pushing it. Everybody else was pushing it. Yeah, it was sold hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and it was not true, and it's proven to be not true. And then there's the Hunter Biden laptop thing, which they they knew was true. And they said wasn't true. Yeah. And they told you that you they, they stopped people from sharing it on social media. They stopped people from sharing it on Twitter. Zuckerberg sat in that very chair and said that the FBI contacted Facebook and told them that it was Russian disinformation. They were getting a bunch of Russian disinformation. And so they limited the, uh, the, people the that spread could, of that. Wow. I don't know how they did it. I don't know exactly what they did to limit the distribution of that. That The FBI is involved in that. It's wild it's shit, pretty dude. pretty wild. 
It's wild shit, and no one cares. See that? And no one cares. Who cares? What's, what's the big deal, right? If people aren't paying attention to this, then they're doing this. Well, look at over here. Look at this thing. Don't forget about, forget about this. What I'm doing here, slight ahead. Just watch this. It's ridiculous, right? People need to pay attention. need to wake up and see what's going on because this shit has been going on right in front of your face and no one does anything about it. But yet you'll be sold a bill of goods and they'll say, oh, nothing's happened, nothing, nothing to see here. You know, and why don't they want Trump to be the president? Why don't they want him to be in power? Why do they not want him to be in that position again? They didn't even want him the first time. Why now? Why, do, why don't they want him again? They have all these different, you know, trumped up charges, pardon the pun, but uh, that he's up against. And because um, they don't want him there. Ask yourself why. Why do they not want him to be in power? Because when he was in power, there was no wars. When he was in power, they literally had the best economy they ever had in the history of that country. Two things. You've had no wars, first time ever, any president's been in office. And best economy they ever had in their, in their history of that country. But yet, they don't want him in power. Biden takes over, gets rid of all the shit that Trump did, and the whole country just does a flip upside down. And that seems to be okay with everyone. Something's wrong. There's an up-and-comer, Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek Ramaswamy is, is, is uh, running for president right now. If you've never heard of this guy, I'm going to play a clip of him here right in a second. Once again, why don't they want this guy? Or why don't they like this guy? I'm going to just play a little clip here from Bill Maher. They were making fun of his name. Hey, I think it's, uh, it's Donna Brashear. She was kind of making fun of his name. I, I don't know why. I just I think they got a kick out of it. And... Um, the fellow sitting beside her, he was, uh, he's a puppet too. He's a, he's a rhino. And, uh, listen what they have to say. Expect me to just shut the hell up and go home. I'm tired. <laughs> we all hate Vivek. He just said, we all hate Vivek. Why? Why do they hate Vivek? Well, I'll play a clip for you here in a minute and you'll probably see why. Okay. It's, it's Vivek. Vivek. Well, whatever. Not that I, Vivek. Whatever. Would you, would you say that about uh, other Donna, ethnic? I'm Donna. Vivek. Is it Vivek Ramasama? <laughs> Ramaswamy? Vivek Ramaswamy. Thank yeah. you so much. I, I learn know, so much when I come on this show. I know. But... Vivek. Vivek. Vivek needs to go home. Why does Vivek need to go home? She doesn't like him. You'll see why in a minute. I agree. He, he I, just, I just feel like there's something wrong with everybody refusing to learn to say his name. Vivek. I just okay, feel I there's will... a little racism there. <laughs> there's just a little... Oh, Vivek, Vivek, I'll say it. Vivek. Okay, all right. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. Just, just like, I know we don't like him, but you know, just say his name right. I know we don't like him, but just say his name right. Why don't you like him, Bill? Why don't you like him? Well, you're about to find out here. I'm going to show you a little clip, and this was just from the other night. And if no one's seen this on mainstream media, or you didn't even watch the uh, watch the debates, this is why I don't like this guy because he calls a spade a spade. He calls it like he sees it, and for some reason, people don't like people that just don't like they see it. They just you know throw stuff out there, and sometimes the truth stings a little bit, but they don't seem to like that. So here we go. Let me turn to you. Uh, please make your case. Why would you? Uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? 
I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here. And I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We have a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. Do you think the Democrats, and we've got Christian Welker here, do you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Christian, I'm going to use this time because it's actually about you in the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Roberts. This girl here for four years went on about Russian collusion, Russian disinformation, and it was proven to be wrong, but never retracted on her network, never said, oh, you know, we're, that's, that was wrong. But here she is at a debate, the Republican Party, knowing full well that she's a left leftist. We need accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with a Hunter Biden laptop story. Mr. Ramaswamy, and they're going to rig this election. Your time is accountability. up. Let me turn That's to Governor, Governor Christie. Why you? Accountability. There you go, in a nutshell. And, oh, Bill Maher and his guests there, they don't, they don't like him. He's got to go. Why does he got to go? Because he's telling the truth, asking the tough questions. It's ridiculous. People need to wake the fuck up. It's ridiculous ridiculous so the other day this is something you'll never see biden doing the other day donald trump was down feeding the uh, uh border agents and uh he stopped and shook everyone's hand and everyone on the picture he he took their picture and uh here's the president of the uh border patrol union he was doing the same thing he was right beside trump but here he, he was just talking about it Basically saying that something that he's never seen before, um, a person, this is of course going for uh, the presidency, Trump uh, stopping, taking pictures, handing out food, um, and this gentleman said he's never seen anyone ever do something like that before. And that was just the other day, literally I believe it was yesterday, which would be the 19th um, of November. Um Anyway, so that was quite interesting. You'd never see Biden doing something like that. And I'm just going to play one more thing um, that I found on the internet. And it's called, What If They Lied? What if they lied about Trump? So here's a little, little, just a little something that I threw together and have a listen. For years they've been telling us. The President of the United States is racist. These comments are disgraceful and disgusting and are racist. Donald Trump is a racist. Yes, absolutely. I can say that now. He has been uh, uh, racist. Abraham Lincoln here is one of the most racist presidents we've had in modern history. What if he never was a racist? 
is Trump a racist? I have talked to a number of black entrepreneurs for trying to get financing. They could. Somebody told them to go check with Donald Trump. What a beautiful person you are. You gave him a term loan. They independently relate this tale that when they saw him, he said, this is what you're supposed to pay me? This our agreement? Say, yeah. And then tore the check up, shook their hands, and congratulations, now run your business. What if Donald Trump wasn't the man they told you he was? There's a lot to be said for Donald Trump. Yeah, there's a lot, you know. He's a good guy. He is really a good guy. He's not a racist. I, yeah. He's not. Growing up in the deep south, I've seen racism up close. I know what it is. And it isn't Donald Trump. Racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK. So here now is just a sampling of the long history of misogyny we have seen over the years from Donald Trump. Who is a sexist? And now a sweeping report about the way he treats women. He's been sexist. What if he was never a sexist? I've known my father, obviously, my whole life, and he has total respect for women. A woman in the audience asked him, if he'd hired veterans at that hotel, here's how he responded. Do you mind if I do a job interview right now? We need good people. How are you? Yes. Mr. Trump, what, what we just witnessed here was pretty remarkable. I mean, this is a complete stranger who just came up and you offered her a job. What, what, what inside your gut gave you the feeling that I you felt could good about her? I tell you what, I looked at her. I said, she, you know, I have gut instinct. Okay. Look at that with the tears. How nice. She's just a good. She just seemed like a good person to me. He's a race baiting. He's a pig. Xenophobic. A mutt. Religious bigot. He appeared to mock a reporter with a disability. What if he wasn't a bigot at all? What if he was actually warm and compassionate? Here's President Donald Trump for you. Hey, how you doing? Good, hold on one minute. All right, sounds good. Holy Christ, where do I get to? All right, Jay. Hey. No. You're giving me fine honors. Hey, Joe. Watch obscured by the hands of perception. So there you go. You just never know what's transpiring in the news and how people how people feed that box that you're listening to, right? So they uh they just feed the same story over and over again. They say he's a racist, they say he's this anybody, not just him, anyone. And um you hear it enough, long enough, just like Joseph Goebbels said, uh, who's Hitler's propaganda man, you, you say a lie long enough, people tend to believe it. Um, I'm not defending the guy. I'm not, you know, like I said, I got no dog in this hunt. But right is right and wrong is wrong. Fair is fair. Don't be get sold a bill of goods by something that's not true, right? Uh, do your own research. Let me know in the comments section. 
comment up there. Drop it down in the box. Let me know what you think. Um, let me know what you think of this podcast. Something I put together just today um, on this 20th day of November. Anyway, until next podcast, everyone, remember I can be found on Rumble. Uh, thank you to all the people that have uh, subscribed to my channel. If you haven't subscribed to my channel, please subscribe to my channel. Ring the little bell and you'll be notified in future of uh, videos that I post. You'll be notified right away. Uh, I can also be found on Apple, on uh, any Android app. Just go and uh, download the app. Uh, put in TSA, The Surge Affect. And you'll see TSA, my little my logo, my little logo right there. And that's um, uh, the uh, audio of this. And, of course, this is uh, my YouTube part here. Uh, it's much appreciated everyone's ever listened to me. And, um, hey, for future future videos, I'm not sure what I'll do. But, hey, leave something in the comments. Maybe I'll, I'll post something what people decide to mention. And we'll go from there. All right, until next time, everyone, please have yourself a great day. And... Cheers. This episode sponsored by He Shirts, She Shirts. Go to www.heshirtsheshirts.ca. Just type in the letters TSA, the surge effect. When you check out, type in TSA for your coupon and receive 10% off your next purchase. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, everybody.